Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special Friday edition of Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. I'm your host, Bill Krieger, and today my guest is Annette Siffin. She is a QAQC auditor for the Energy Waste Reduction Program here at Consumers Energy. So, Annette, if you'll introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Hi, Bill. Um, yeah, so I um, uh, work for the Energy Waste Reduction Team QAQC auditor, which means that I audit applications from customers for rebates, and I'm looking for SOX compliance. So it's a pretty interesting job. I live in Manchester, Michigan, which is about 10 miles south of Chelsea on 52, and I am married. I have two adult stepchildren because I was married late in life, so um, my husband's kids. Uh, when we were talking before, before we actually started recording, you had mentioned something about nonviolent communication. And before we get into all the rest of the podcast, that really piqued my interest. So what is nonviolent communication and, and what do you do with that? So nonviolent communication is a little bit different from what it's kind of a funny name because it's really just about figuring out how to talk to people and have difficult conversations in a way that works. So it was a, a program started by a guy named Marshall Rosenberg. I, I belong to a group out of um, Ann Arbor called Great Lakes Nonviolent Communication. So the idea is that it's based on four um, principles. So observation being the first one. So when you're having a, a conversation with somebody, you, you want to be observing them and also observing yourself. And um, observation being different from judgment. So you want sort of a a way to be able to look at that situation just you know just observing without judgment and then um sort of examining your feelings and the other person's feelings and feelings will lead to needs sort of basic needs and then from those needs you can figure out how, what kind of a request you you might want to make with that person because ultimately when you're having a communication with someone, a difficult conversation, you're trying to figure out a way to have your needs satisfied. And a lot of times I think we get wrapped up in emotions and a lot of a lot of judgment and maybe enter into a conversation in a in an inappropriate way or in a way that might make the other person defensive or, you know, just shut down, not want to hear you and so this is a way to have a conversation. It's almost like a negotiation, and and this process um, is has been used for um, like international negotiations, all kinds of negotiating. So it's just a, a a much more effective way of communicating. And it sounds to me, I, I hear a couple of principles in there. One of them is something we do on our safety and inclusion tailboards, right, where we talk about listening to learn, listening to find out about the other person and not necessarily listening to come up with our next thought. So that pops into my head right away that these are practices that we talk about, valuing differences, understanding that we may not believe the same thing, but listening to your side of it before I start to talk and then digesting it. And I, and I love what you say about not being judgmental. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that principle of assume, assume good intent. Right. The other thing about this is that it really takes a lot of self-awareness because if you, you know, if you come into a situation thinking that you're right immediately, there's no room for that other person to, 
you know, there's no room for their opinion or for, you know, just a different way of thinking. And so you you really need to be able to have some self-awareness in, in terms of, you know, the baggage or that's kind of a negative word, but, you know, the judgment that you're bringing to the situation and sort of step back from that. So um, it's a, for me, it's been a whole different, it's just a way of sort of shifting your perspective, you know, really on the world, you know, uh, just a different way of sort of presenting yourself and, and um, showing up. And it sounds a lot like emotional intelligence is is part of that that package when I hear about self-awareness and aware of other people's feelings and using that as a guide. So very interesting. So does this group like do training or do you provide information to people or is this just a group where you're learning and that's why you belong to it? Um, they do trainings, actually. So um, they have a website set up, the Great Lakes Nonviolent Communication. Um, although they're just a like a regional um, organization, there's actually a national organization that could be um, found on, I think they have um, a net, well, there's a national website. They have periodic workshops and like day-long workshops. I'm actually doing a six-month workshop with them right now. Yeah. So, and it's not just, uh, it's very, very interactive, you know, so, and it, it always deals in like real life situations. So every time you come to a workshop, you, you need to come kind of prepared with some little um, situation that you can talk about and sort of work through some of their processes. I know that we have a wellness fair coming up and this podcast is all about personal well-being and I can really see where uh, nonviolent communication can fit into that as well. But and I, I want to find out a little bit more about you. And so what are the things that you do uh, to practice self-care, especially with all that's gone on in the last year? For one thing, I do uh, meditate so um, and have a daily meditation practice. Um, and that has been a tremendous help for me. Um, and I have a, a group that I meet with weekly. It's a meditation group. So we do through Zoom uh, a meditation and then um, have a discussion afterwards about either the meditation technique itself or um, just various principles. It's a lot of sort of Buddhist ideas and that's been very helpful for me. The other thing is that um, my husband and I both really enjoy cooking. We've been doing probably a lot more cooking than we have done in the past and really enjoy doing a lot of cooking from scratch sort of following like some of Michael Pollan's principles I've done a lot of reading of Michael Pollan's books you know about don't eat things uh, that have more than five ingredients or ingredients that you can't pronounce so yeah so we do a lot of um, cooking from scratch Uh, we do use some like prepared things like we'll maybe buy a, a spaghetti a jar of spaghetti sauce or occasionally we buy some prepared food from uh, some of the local stores in Ann Arbor but we very rarely eat fast food or anything out of a box when you talk about the principles of you know look at foods that have five ingredients or less and in, and in, in ingredients that you can pronounce it reminds me that, you know, in the middle of the pandemic last year, like millions of other people, my wife and I learned how to make bread. And the uh, aha moment for both of us was the fact that bread really has like three ingredients. 
and they're all pronounceable things like flour and salt <laughs> and water, right? And it really was like a light bulb went off that when you look at some bread that you buy that's prepared, there are there's a paragraph of ingredients and some of them you need a dictionary to figure out what they are. We made a lot of bread and we ate a lot of bread. I'm not sure that that was healthy, but at least it was a, a healthy bread that had ingredients that we knew where they they came from. So I'm totally on board with doing what you can and also understanding that some people may not have the time to do it perfectly but certainly can take the time to to do it better and you know i want to talk back about meditation too so i meditate in the mornings by myself but i have heard of group meditations and there's some offerings through headspace for group meditations as well uh, I think a lot of people, when you talk about meditating, you know, have this vision in their head of sitting on the floor, cross-legged with incense and, and music playing. And while some people choose to meditate that way, many times for me, it's just sitting in a chair and meditating. But I'd like to kind of get a feel for what it's like to be in a group meditation because I really thought about doing it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so the group meditation really is, it's really intended as a support, you know. You know, I think when you first start meditating, it's the kind of thing that unless you're really determined to pursue it, there can be a lot of challenges that arise out of that practice, you know, just just flat out you get bored or you're, you know, you've got your, your thoughts, I mean, everybody has their thoughts going all the time, some people maybe more than others, and just figuring out ways to sort of, am I doing it right, you know, combat some of those crazy doubts that you might have. And so the group meditation, you know, like I said, it's a every once a week is just a way to kind of support that practice. I generally have, I would say, more powerful meditations from the group when I'm in the group, even through the Zoom practice, which is, I don't know how that works, but it, it does seem to work that way. And you know, something that one of the principles that I've been learning, and this was a surprise to me, there are no good or bad meditations, right? It is what it is. And some days it, it you're fully into it. And some days, I'll be honest, I'll, I might fall asleep part of the way through it. And some days my mind is going a million miles an hour and I feel like it was a bad meditation. But what I'm learning is, is that it's just, it's not about outcomes. It's about just practicing the meditation, uh, which really spoke a lot to me. Right. Yeah. It's all about the process of just trying to observe your mind, really. And as you said, you know, you don't necessarily have to, you don't have to sit in a special position or um, honestly, I've <laughs> never used incense or I find it, I would find it hard to meditate to music. I think it would be distracting. Well, but you know, ideally you can meditate anywhere. And, and I've even heard of practices where, um, as you say, you know, you don't even necessarily need to sit and meditate. You can, you can turn washing your dishes into a meditation as long as you're kind of paying attention to what you're doing. It's kind of all about being in the moment and sort of just observing what you're, you know, so you're not lost in thought. You're not thinking about, you know, planning something or rethinking a conversation you had with your husband that you were upset about or, you know, those kinds of things that we tend to do all the time, right? Right. Well, and you know, talk about being present and in the moment. And I, what I'd like to do in the middle of this podcast is do a brief one minute meditation with you and with the whole audience and just kind of see how that, that goes. And for the audience, I would love some feedback on this. 
so please be sure and fill out our survey and let me know what you think about it. As you know, and many of our listeners know here at Consumers Energy, we provide headspace for work for all of our coworkers as just one tool in their toolbox of personal well-being. And so I would like to do a one-minute meditation, and then we'll talk about uh, that and, and see how you liked it. So no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter how many thoughts are racing around your mind, no matter how the body's feeling, just take a moment to sit down and take a big deep breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. As you breathe in, a sense of taking in fresh air, the lungs expanding. As you breathe out, a sense of letting go of any stress in the body, in the mind, just feeling the muscles soften and relax. And close your eyes if you'd like to one more, breathing deeply in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just take a moment to pause, allow the thoughts to come and go. And then just gently opening the eyes again. All right. So I feel a bit more relaxed and it was, it was one minute, like it wasn't very long. So I think the key to that is it doesn't have to be a, a 30 minute exercise necessarily that we can take a moment out during the day just to recenter ourselves. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because, you know, so I'll, I'll just admit I'm a little bit nervous about being on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's perfectly natural. Yeah. And so this is helpful for me because, you know, it just, it it sort of makes you stop thinking about, you know, all your crazy thoughts and just the breathing alone, you know, stopping and taking a deep breath helps you drop down into your body. And so you're just a lot more aware on that level, you know, and I think it relaxes you. I, I could feel some of the constriction that I was experiencing sort of releasing and yeah. It's, it's a very powerful practice, simple as it is. We talked a little about, about personal well-being and how you practice personal care for yourself, but I know here at Consumers, we have a well-being fair or a wellness fair coming up. And can you talk a little bit about like who's sponsoring that and, and when is it and how can we get to it and what's it going to be about? So if you could just kind of give us the overview. Sure. So it's the wellness fair is sponsored by the wellness team 31 which is through oep and it's uh the the wellness team led by keisha bloom who's one of the athletic trainers um and it's gonna take place on march 11th so it's a virtual wellness fair and it will be um people can access it through teams I think that uh, an email will be going out to anybody on Team 31. So it is kind of limited, actually, to Team 31. But um, for now, an email will go out with links for the various events. And so it's going to go from 8.30 in the morning to 4 o'clock in the evening, in the afternoon. And um, some of the events that are planned, there's a yoga, there's a lot, a couple of um, ATI events. So um, yoga, stretching. Um, there's a, a session for at-home exercise options, um, intermittent fasting. That's going to be led by Jim Fast, ironically. Um, sleep hygiene, managing winter blues. We have a, a full hour on financial well-being. That's going to be featuring Kendra Grobe. 
who is um, from employee benefits. She's the um, retirement plans manager. So that should be very enlightening. Um, we have a section on talking COVID. That will be also a live event. And this is with um, Tony Chipkowicz, who is from the ICS team. You're going to be doing a talk with me about yeah. Headspace, which will be very, I think, help people um, understand um, more more of the elements of Headspace and all the different features that it has. Um, Keisha is going to be doing a mindfulness scavenger hunt. And um, there's also a talk on volunteering during a pandemic, which will be um, featured by Carrie Schneider through corporate giving. And then um, Sindhu Kalamutu will be doing a meditation, an hour long meditation. So a lot of different things there, I think, that will help people and be very supportive for self-care. Absolutely. So you mentioned Kendra Grobe. So for our listeners who aren't consumers, employees, or who may not be able to attend the fair, Kendra has been on the podcast a couple of times. So if you go back, you can find her uh, podcast and get some of that financial information that she'll be sharing during the event. Uh, for those of you who are interested in meditation and are unable to attend, there is a lot of stuff out on YouTube. If you just go out to YouTube, you can, if you like the Headspace uh, way of meditation, that's there, but there's all kinds of different meditations available there as well as different apps and uh, things that you can use to help you in that space as well. So Annette, I'm assuming that people can reach out to you or Keisha if they have questions about the upcoming events. That would be fine, yeah. All right, we're looking forward to uh, participating in that and also just kind of seeing all the different things that are going to happen. I think this might be a best practice for other teams to look at as well. And we really appreciate you coming on and talking about that. Really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on the podcast, especially to talk about the wellness fair. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being on. Thanks for pushing through that nervousness. You did a great <laughs> job. We'll talk again soon. Great. Thanks, Bill. And thank you to the audience for tuning in today. And don't forget, March 11th is the Wellness Fair for Team 31 if you're a Consumers Energy employee. Also, you can subscribe to our podcast on any podcasting platform that you like to listen to. And if you would, take a couple minutes out to take our survey and let us know how we're doing. You can do that at http colon slash slash b-i-t dot l-y dot m-e dash y-o-u dash u-s. That's http colon slash slash b-i-t dot l-y slash m-e dash y-o-u dash u-s. And be sure to tune in each week as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.